This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good everyone. All right, uh, not the most inspiring round of rugby league um, to dive into. Um, some but it was a round of rugby league, that's for sure. It will go down as one of the rounds, that is true. Um, let's jump all the way back to last Thursday and start there with the only really good game of the rounds, uh, South 22, Pen of 26. Uh, they did it again. These fucking pricks, they just can't beat a good team in a close game. They can't. And we spoke about that concern heading into the weekend about the getting tested and maybe wanted to pay a bit of a stronger Penrith lineup. But Penrith came correct in this game. And both teams bombed multiple tries. Like I know both fan bases will sit there. The, the Panthers will sit there and go, oh, Liam Martin bombed too. Rabbitohs will sit there and say they bombed what? Paulo bombed one. There's another bomb try as well. I forget who else bombed. Paulo one. bombed at least two, maybe yeah, three. So, so both teams can sit there and say all that. So it was a bit of sloppy execution considering it was high scoring. But it just felt like that game that like for some of those pen players, they, they really lifted compared to last week. Some of those guys like Isaiah Yo. Yeah, that I was mean, bullshit. Apple's... Why didn't they play shit yeah. again? Yeah, Apostle Coruscant had probably the game of his career. That's bull. Yes, why is that allowed to happen? Like, why did the Storm <laughs> get to play them and they like don't even try? And then we play yeah. them and Isaiah goes like, oh. I'm going to play like Cam Murray on steroids and just go into the line and run everything and, and just touch the ball four times a set and be really good. Where the fuck yeah. was that last week? Isaiah? Yeah. Dickhead. And, you know, people, oh. of, of, you know, often teams do this for some reason, you know, there's one point this year, South benched Cam Murray to start a game, you know, and in this game, Ivan benched Coruscant to start the game and people were melting down pre-kickoff. Mm. It turned out being a fantastic decision. You know, I don't know if yeah. they'll do that every week. I don't think they will, but they they had. I thought they did quite well defensively against you guys. I thought like some of the points you scored. I thought they did really good when they had Mitch Kenny and Coruscant on the field, and your spreads worked because you tricked like Spencer Lenu twice jammed in. But they were doing mm. they were shooting. So you had Kenny or Coruscant were really shooting at Cam Murray at first receiver, and it would have worked a lot better if Spencer Lenu. Realized that was not his man, but you still got overlaps because twice when you scored tries, the inside man shot and Lenu stayed with that guy as well. It's like, well, mate, like, you know, if someone else is going to hit Kemara, you just slide over. He didn't, and you guys scored off spreads, but it was a strange game because it was one of those games that only the trailer's capable of the game he had in that game. He had what the best three or four moments on the field and two or three of the worst moments on the field. Yeah, it's and crazy. Also like, conversions and kick the clutch one. It's, it's ridiculous. And you can, you can be like, oh, Latrell Mitchell had a terrible game, but then you can also be like, he had four line break assists and was like was involved in some very cool plays. Um, but yeah, um, the marker thing was terrible. <laughs> it was really silly. What was can you? He, well, the, at the very end, when he wasn't, when he dumped, jumped on the ball when he was offside. Oh, why? Just, just why? really silly. You can't do that it at all silly. anymore, right? You can jump on the ball if you're square, but it right. has to be like the rule is about being no one is present from the other team, right? And there was one earlier in the year, it happened, Brisbane got penalized for it, but there wasn't anyone present. So essentially, you're playing with fire. Yeah. You know, and on you can uh, jump the fifth on the ball. tackle on a game you're winning by two, on a play right. the ball where it's going to be very slow because there's literally not a dummy half, just back yourself to make one tackle. 
Yeah, that's it. And instead of diving on the ball. And Liam Martin had the strangest of games. Mm. Like, you know, in the end, he after winning the game, obviously you can say probably his best game of the season, but he did bomb two tries. But he played really physical for a guy back off injury and he was he was really good on that. On also that edge. Annoyed me. It was weird. Yeah, so it just it just felt like a lot of Several those guys, players had oh this guy this is his best game of the year. Well, yeah, some of those guys bullshit. took it upon themselves, which is what you know good players and good teams do in their situations when I they're down men. I was sitting there with ten minutes to go, thinking even if we win this, we can't beat these guys when they're at full strength. I don't think. Yeah, so, that's it. And I kept seeing people say at halftime, yeah. "Oh, South's got to run away with this one," and I was like, "Are you sure?" It's like they didn't I did run away. I still with think it. we were going to win at halftime, but my yeah, but... my confidence had waned somewhat from pregame. Well, that's it. I think you you know with South that when they have one of those games where they're bombing opportunities, it doesn't yeah. always correct no. in that game. It's generally, if they're hot, they're hot. If they're not, they're not. And yeah. I thought pe- people thought, oh, no, well, they cut them open a lot, which they did. They had six line breaks in the first half. But my worry is they didn't convert them. It's like, yeah, you got six line breaks against Penrith and you didn't take advantage of that. It wasn't yeah, you're not winning. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Like, I, I didn't think they were going to run away with it in the second half. It's like you had six line breaks and it's Penrith, are a, they're a good side. They're not unlike another team that would hold on and still get blown away anyway. I thought, as you said, I still thought South would win, but I thought that was a good thing for Penrith at halftime, that they were only, yeah. they, they, were, they were level on scores, sorry. I I do, and we, we talk about this a lot, but the reactionary nature of people... And I know some people are doing it to take the piss, but the reactionary uh, reactionary nature of people in general, both fan and in inverted commas expert alike, is just so hilarious. Like a week ago, Souths were people were talking about Souths being a dark horse with premiers and premiership, and now they lose one of the best games of the year in a game they could have definitely won via a try on the last play of the game, and people are now being like, "Oh, well, they're finished, they're frauds." It's like things don't need to swing in absolutes on the back of one or two games. Like at the end of the day, Souths have lost two games in the past two months and they were both on the last play of the game to a team that's going to finish mm. in the top four. So and that is a fine. concern, right? But it's not. Well, yeah, like of course. It, it, those games make me less confident in their ability to win a premiership this year. They don't make mm. me less confident in thinking that they're a good team. Yeah, um, it's exactly. That, that's it. Like they've been one of the better teams for the last eight weeks of the season. So Yeah. Uh, and Paul has been dropped, which... If we were ever going to bring back Drop It Like It's Hunt, it would have been for this week. Yeah, my God. But yeah, Poor Isaac guy. Thompson, some of the, we'd heard that it was like, you know, Paul Baolo, they call him. He's just like Junior. He's an Al Baolo. Uh, that that he'd probably make less mistakes than Isaac Thompson. And mm. I don't know. Jackson <laughs> Paulo seems to be one of those guys that's had a lot of opportunity. And there is obviously some upside to him while I stick with him. But it's like, mm. you've had a lot of opportunity. Isaac Thompson kind of outplayed you in those couple of games. You play we'll, like that in the weekend. I'd go with Isaac as well. We'll always have that moonwalk try against Manly mm. in the prelim, Jackson. We'll always have that. But yeah. yeah, he should be firmly down the pecking order now. I did love that someone in I saw online was like, bring back Mansour. It's like, no, no, Mansour got dropped for the, the same reason. And he's yeah. older and slower. Like, let's not do that. The f- thing I found weird was like, so some of the problems he ended in were the troll passing ball and the troll probably shouldn't have. But I found okay. it weird that Jackson kept yeah. putting himself there. It's like, dude, just don't like, you don't want the ball. Don't go and stand where you like get in support. You don't want it. Mm. And uh, yeah, he did that a couple of times. Wasn't I great, mean, people were blaming Latrell for that pass off the, when he picked the drop ball up and ran 40 meters and threw that rainbow to Paulo. It's like, yeah, it wasn't a perfect pass, but an NRL standard winger should catch, still catch that ball. Uh, I think that's one of those ones that both have made mistakes. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I, I agree. But also yeah. like, let's be like, Josh had a car doesn't drop that. Does he? Like, come on. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but it was, a, it was a very interesting game, though. And again, like we saw Sean O'Sullivan too. That unfortunate for that man having no hamstrings. We've seen it a couple times now when he's played first grade. He's competent. That's what he is. He's competent, and he was like that again for Penrith. And I'm not sure a team, a worse team, can accept that if they don't want better. You know, that's what seems to be Sean O'Sullivan's career. But hopefully, he finds a home next year with the Dolphins. But I thought he had a, a great little game in this one, and Liam Martin sold him on that. Really, like, real subtle dummy back on the inside that he faked the kickback central. All it did was hold the troll up for two steps, and that created a surprise opportunity that Liam Martin didn't finish. But that's the nice stuff that, like, you know, top-tier playmakers have and others don't. And he did that. That was good. The kick at the end couldn't be more overrated. It was an average cross-field chip that Jackson dropped. Mm. It, was, it was nothing. But, yeah, he had a pretty that solid was, game. Yeah, I mean, that was that was kind of sad because at that point, like South had survived a game where they got physically dominated through the middle for large parts of it. Um, mm-hmm. And they'd survived all of Jackson Paulo's mistakes. And if he just catches that ball, maybe they get up the other end and get a shot at a field goal. And that is probably the last set of the game. So maybe we're going to golden point, but at that point you're thinking, right, catch this. We're going to get the last chance in regulation to win this. Yeah. And instead he just drops it. And it was not a difficult one. It, it was wasn't. a really easy one. He made it hard for himself, he did. But yeah, it was the first game in a while. South really got a slap in the face up the middle. And you know, yep. Tom Burgess back this week will help. But I thought, yeah. you know, almost all their forwards got slapped that got slapped around. Then mm. like Keon uh, and Jai and Arrow. Well, Jai Arrow was awesome, but other yeah. than him, not great. Like Totola was fine, but he wasn't at the level he's been at the last few weeks. Yeah. Keon was pretty good. He still had a really bad error as well, though. And I thought Campbell Graham was probably South's best player. Um, yeah, he was great. And I mean, one uh, thing you guys are good at is um, yeah. taking advantage. You're good at getting yardage mm. out wide from your own half early. You did that with Graham a bit in this game, which yeah. didn't help that he had Jackson on his outside. No, I just want to say again, I, I harp on about this, but Alex Johnson, again, ignoring the tries, the other stuff he did in this game was fantastic. I thought he was also very solid. He was really safe. He made that, um, he made a, he had a really good slips catch and he had another very good take on a contested bomb. Like his kick defense was very, very solid in this game. Um, I think he had, four line breaks as well. So, um, yeah. The yeah. frustrating thing that when you play a good team like Penrith, mate, and we've all been there sometimes, like, you know, you, you knew Jackson was having a bad night, but sometimes you play a team and they kick to Jackson once and then it doesn't go again. Yeah. They never kick there. And Penrith just kicked to that side, like, yeah. the entire night. Which and is, like, I don't know why more teams don't do away? that. They don't it's like in most, don't, right? in most teams, like, it's a simple concept, right? Like, in most teams, one winger is clearly better than the other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you just kick to the bad one all the time. But I don't know why yes. teams go away from that. It's pretty like Alex Johnson never gets kicked to pretty much ever because, yeah. and I don't think he's that good in kick defense. It's just, he's not Jackson Paula. Um, it's kind of weird. Souths have always had like one winger who's a liability. Like even when they've been good, like there's also always like going back to like Shannon Hegarty for Tully Talanoa playing on the other side right. of Nathan Merritt. Like even then they like, guys comp, like, mate. yeah, well that was the thing. The only time they've ever had two competent wingers was when they got a 37 year old Lottie Takiri out of, Dusted the cobwebs off him for a month, and he yeah, it was back in he... the season. He was good again. He was bad yeah. for earlier on in the year. He was. It was awful. Um, but yeah, like Joel Reddy, Bryce, like all these guys. So they've always had like one bad winger. They've never had really, apart from that little grand final one where Lottie found the the fountain of youth. They've never really had like two good wingers at once. So maybe Zach Thompson will be that guy. I don't know. Hopefully, like, it's yeah, so maybe. annoying. It's like just sign like Dominic Young with someone. Like fuck. Like, <laughs> just like get isn't Edric Lee leaving the Knights? Go get, why didn't we sign him? He's gonna oh god, how good he, has he been this year, by the way? Yeah, we'll like that, go but... like it's just like you watch like guys leaving bad teams. It's like why didn't we get Nofaluma on loan? Like yeah, it 
Exactly. And like why Edric Lee's one of those ones that I know he was injury concerns were there, but he's mm. come back and looked awesome this year, which is weird. And the, the Knights like, are oh, he's going to nothing, the Dolphins. And he's no, leaving. No one like, could why have taken him. Why why couldn't we have picked up the phone and said, Hey, give us Edric till the end of the year? It would have obviously yeah. preferred him or, to you know, even pick him up for next season. You know? Carousel of guys we've got playing right wing at the moment who aren't particularly good. But anyway, Penrith were great. Um they're gonna win the comp, aren't they? But although, yeah. like, I don't know. It just takes one off day, doesn't it? But they're the runaway favourites with good reason. Well, I thought they'd be better against the Storm than they were. Like, I've, I was, as you as you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, I don't think they're going to be bad the next few weeks. Everyone thought they were going to be. But this week, they now have Luai back with uh, Fisher-Harris. Yeah. And they, they play the Warriors. <laughs> and then Cleary's back again <laughs> next week. And they play the Cowboys next week. And that game doesn't mm-hmm. really matter for... for That'll be Panthers. interesting to see what either of those teams do te- lineup wise yeah. next week. So yeah, like it. nothing so, to play for basically. Exactly, so. nothing to play for. I do think Panthers probably this year have more of an incentive to play their team just purely because Cleary yeah. has been out. Yeah, I think that's they might true. play the boys. To, I think if the Cowboys them. lose this week and the Sharks win, they'll kind of just be like, well, maybe we'll rest a few guys. I don't know. Yeah, but um, Tom no, did the stick exploded, so that's that's it crazy. Did. And then he's yeah. out now. So yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Let's speaking of the Cowboys, they're the next game. There's not a whole lot to analyze from this game, but um. Yeah, no one knew about this Tom Dean injury until like yesterday. Like you'd yeah, think weird. you'd notice something like that in a game, right? Yeah, and I'm not willing to say that the Cowboys are out of their funk based on smashing the Warriors as well. Just because no, the Warriors but... out of Australia, out of New Zealand have been really poor the last like 10 and weeks. And the Cowboys did what they did all year. They just belted a team in Townsville. Yeah, they did that. So, and this one just started early, though. Again, the Warriors had this weird knack of conceding terrible tries to forwards at the start of a game when they're not for it. The Chad Townsend try was one of the most embarrassing ones of the year, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> one of those doing? games. And this is one of those ones, again, that people were sitting there mocking Reese Walsh. And again, he was awful in this game. He was, but it's like... But at least he yeah, gets in lost... the way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's probably not the best decision for him because people laugh at him, but it's like, you see, the reason why he's a speed bump is because he gets it to be a speed bump. If you just watched him run and got close and didn't get pushed over, no one would say a thing about him. Mm. But I like that he gets there at least and has a crack and unfortunately he gets bodied. He's, he's, his courage to strength ratio is completely off. Lots of courage, no yeah, strength. That's true. Gets slapped around, has a, would have a great compilation of being thrown around this year, but it's like, mate, what? just don't, don't try. They're not trying. Mm. Like the rest of them aren't. Uh, but yeah, just a, yeah. a real poor they, game um, for the Warriors. I, oh, I, again, like I was furious at Dallin with Tenny Zelazniak for allowing that try to get scored again after you busted a gut to get back sixty meters and tackle yeah. Alex Johnson. You d- you let that try happen. But terrible, yeah, ridiculous, and Nano's ridiculous try scoring continued again. He's got yep. seventeen in nineteen games this year now. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It, What's the record for a forward? Is it for Fida last year? Is it? No, or is it Menzies? I can't remember. I, I was going to guess this Steve number, Menzies. But you asked me now, and it's not now. I've Sorry, got it's fine. My head. I'm sure we can. I had that. Like, I had this last year written down. So 17 is the same for Feeder scored last year. There you go. Yeah. So and, he's there already. Uh, but maybe Menzies, Menzies had a game that. with more. But maybe Menzies played some center or some bullshit. I don't know. Menzies has got like, I think he has, he's got him beat. Yeah. 20. He scored 20 in 1995. And only one That's of those games lot. was a, sorry, three of those tries are at center. Okay. So 17 so, as well. Uh, and then was it nine? No, he scored twenty-two. Sorry, ninety-five and three at center. So oh, yeah, it's nine. Okay, so nineteen. That's a lot. Yeah. That's I mean, who lot. knows? Back then, mate, haven't we watched the tape? It might be one of the situations where he watched played half the games at center anyway, and then the yeah, week like after, this... year after ninety-six, he scored twenty all in the back yeah. row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but still, That's... it's a ridiculous run for now. It is. Like those late nineties periods, and I know right now we have some really bad teams, but like you know, Menzi scored. Uh, what is it? 
eight tries in three weeks in 98 against like mm-hmm. the the Adelaide Rams, Cowboys and and, and against Auckland in a 20 team comp. Like mm. not exactly the same strength as now, but now no, you keep waiting for it to stop. Like maybe he won't score every week or every other week. And he had his two try two game drought and he scored again this week and got his nice early shower. But yeah, I don't know if this game really meant anything for the yeah. the Cowboys. In Steve Just... Benzie's last seven NRL games, he scored eight tries when he was like a thousand years old. It's crazy. Yeah, it's good. Off the bench and everything right at the end there. Playing 5-8th one of them, actually. <laughs> Played 5-8th against Souths when Souths were very bad with a rookie Chris Sandow and beat them 40-32 to in a season where Souths would miss the finals and Manly would win the competition. Strange. Um, strange. The Warriors stink. Uh, the Cowboys, we'll see. I mean, again, they just did what they've done all year. Big test for them. Like, huge test for them this week in Sydney again. Yeah, against without, a good team. Um, without, without Tom Dean. Which... It's crazy to think that that's such a big deal now compared to like last year when the guy was a bit of a punchline. But the downgrade to Ben Hampton to what we've well, seen from Tom Dearden this it's year. It's got Drinkwater at great. six. Oh, is it? The hammer okay, at one. But even then, oh, it's right. still a big change of how they play, though. It's like. Yeah, for sure. Drinkwater defensively, not half the player that, that t- did. Well, they're going to be part of what their attitude. They're going to run at Drinkwater's edge a lot, I think. What side does he yeah, defend well, that's on? That's the other side, mate. He'd. Yeah, he'd be like Chad would defend on their right and did okay, defend so on their left. Campbell so, Graham and Keon will run at him a lot. Yes. Uh so the, yeah. he's there and then Hammers at fullback. And obviously Hammers a competent feeling, but it's a big change to what's been working really well for them. Campbell Graham try minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just um as you said, it again it, it kind of makes um a bit of a strange one for the Cowboys this week as well, then to get a read on. And same for the South, mate. You're not getting a read on Cowboys at their their best strength. I would like to win so, though, and so I can stop yes. worrying about finishing ninth. <laughs> well, mate, I think how aren't all of us down there worrying about finishing ninth now? Yes, except for Roosters course. fans, even fuck, though they're the ones. Fuck, in fuck Newcastle, by the way. Yeah, Chris. the one time ever I'm cheering against the Raiders, yeah, and Newcastle do that to yes. us and me, assholes. We'll get to that later. All right. Um, do you want to just skip this game or? <laughs> um, no, I'm so I was so angry, so angry on the weekend, man. Yeah, I like. I mean, I thought you'd be better. I know you told me to never expect anything from Brisbane at Suncorp against the Storm, but like, I thought with just the way things had gone this year for both teams that you'd hang in there gamely. But there was no hanging in of any kind. Mate, I'm like, as you said, I thought we'd, I felt sick on the day of the game before, honestly. Mm. So I just know they're going to beat us. And I know that that mental aspect, it's not the players will be feeling it too. It's part of why I keep saying the hoodoo thing's real with Brisbane versus Storm. And I was, wasn't confident of beating them weeks ago if they had all their players out still up there because I think that's true and you can see the storm grow a leg when they come up there and we shrink and we make a lot of mistakes and they take advantage of them but I truly thought I thought we'd lose right and I thought we might have lost by 30 or by 40 legitimately but thought we'd be one of those games where we hung around for like a half and played really yeah. well where you're down like 20 to 12 at half time and then you go on and yeah, yeah, like the thing, I, like our good friend Nick Camden texted me the day saying it's on that day. I was like, no, mate, oh, we're not going to win. And I was like, <laughs> I said to him, what I said to him, I was like, mate, it's going to be 12 all. And then we're going to be, you know, in yardage on tackle four. We're going to spread it right to Jordan Ricky. He's going to drop the ball and then the storm are going to score. And all of a sudden it's going to be 28, 12. We're going to go, how the hell did this happen? And it wasn't the same, but it was very goddamn close. <laughs> it was six all that happened. And then they were up 18-6. And then you think, well, maybe they'll hang around a little. The try before halftime, that was it. The second half, I mean, I'm really shitty that they didn't even try. And it's not just the players. Like, Kevy himself didn't put any of the other any of the good boy, the good fellas back on, right? 
And I know you don't want to get hurt or some love, but the points fucking mattered. The points mm. matter. Like, and he didn't put Payne Haas in the back on. He put he took Haas off after 10 minutes. Reese Kennedy played the game out from there. End of the game with 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 substitutions left. Like, you know, just terrible. And the thing that really sucks is that like I've been positive about this season and obviously they're not the team they were five weeks ago. I was so, like the, when they beat Parramatta, I thought, Oh my God, all the gronking has been, is real. I've been gronking and laughing mm-hmm. and whatever, but they're actually good. They're actually good. They beat, went to Parramatta. They broke one of their hoodoos. They won there. And it's like, well, win like two more games and they've locked up top six. You know, at that point it was like, look like that, you know, two or three more games. Well, they haven't. They've won one game since then, and they've looked like one of the, you know, they went through about a 10, 15-week period looking like one of the best four teams in the comp. The last four weeks looked like one of the worst. I was hoping last week was a get-right game with the Knights. You know, they didn't look fully they didn't look fully engaged last few weeks post-Origin. I thought, you know, but they they got thumped by the Roosters. You thought they lost to the Tigers. You thought, okay, we beat the Knights. They weren't great, but maybe it was a get-right game. They come out against the Storm and have some intent and play real tough. And, you know, that's what the game was about for, for me. It wasn't about winning or losing. It was about how they turned up and played. And they put in one of the most embarrassing performances of the last few years in a, in a, a period of the Broncos history that has a lot of embarrassing performances. They were, mm. they were dreadful. And yeah. none of them have been dropped bar Del Hoyter for a fit Branko Lee. And that's really shat me off. Mm. Yeah, like something, you got to change something after a performance like that, I think. Even if it's just for a week to send a message. But, Yeah. It's a really tough situation you're in now because Parramatta have got the tails up and mm-hmm. that game suddenly matters a lot for you. It always mattered. Like a few weeks ago, I thought it was going to lock in top six if we won it. Yeah, now it's like... Because again, I thought we'd lose yeah. in the storm, right? Every, other people gave us a chance. I'd already put that in as an L weeks ago before they game bounce back. But now it's like, need that game. And even if we win it, we still might not make the finals, you know? But we need that game and they've gone in with the same lineup and... You know, I did. I had Broncos Weekly the day before the podcast, the game, and it was a positive one, positive one, because I knew, even though I knew we'd lose to the Storm, it's like as a whole, this season has been a, a roaring success for the Broncos. It has been, even though it doesn't feel like one right now. It's like they've gone from being terrible to having won thirteen games at this point of the year. They were top four at one point. They've thrown that away. That sucks. And but what really sucks is like they had it right, and Kevy had got it right, and he just hasn't gone back to it. And he had a quote today. He's like, I was disappointed with the result and how it all went. But these guys have been good enough all year to get us in this position. And I don't see a need for change. And he said, it's a little bit of fatigue and tired. Blah, blah. Anyway, it's like, I get what you're saying, Kevy, but this isn't the team that won eight in a row. It's not. Like, Jake Turpin wasn't in the team when you won eight in a row. Reese Kennedy and Ryan James weren't in the team. It's not the team. So what you're saying, if it was, if it was the same squad... Mm. I'd be cool, mate. I get it. You know, Ricky really annoys me. Stags is playing like a busted, but I get it. But this isn't that team. You've actually done something else. You've they've changed. I don't know why he finally figured it all out. And he deserves credit for having the balls to play Tamari Martin at fullback, right? When he did that, I reckon 13 or 14 of NRL coaches would have just moved Selwyn Colbo back there. Yeah. But he got that right. But then when Tamari came back, he didn't move him in fast enough. You know, he got that right. He got Ezra Mam's debut right was patient with that he got that right he did get it right with billy at hooker so he got plenty of things right but now the last few weeks it almost felt like he's overthinking things he's tom flegler off the bench was working he stopped doing that he he's for some reason twice now and it's been named that way this week he started jake turpin against the roosters in the storm 
And in theory, I get that theory. You think, okay, so Turpin will go on there, soak up the pressure, do all the defensive work, come off, and then Billy will play the game out. Great theory. How did it fucking go both those games? Yeah. They got slaughtered up the middle. They really did. And you said it before, but in a game where your points difference might end up mattering, like to not bring Payne Haas back on is crazy. Not that he played well, but still you do something. You've, and you've it's waved like, the white flag, mate. It's a sign of intent to the rest of the team out there. Because, like, there's, like, a world now where, like, even if you get a close win in one of your last two games, you still don't make the finals. Yep. Because, like, Look, you're pouring against, against. 40, best, 40 better than Canberra's, and they play two teams who last week conceded a combined 110 points or something. So there's no stretch to think that Canberra could run up a score on either Manly or the Tigers or both. So... You you are now not even guaranteed finals, even if you win this week, which is insane. Well, you see, in round nineteen, when the Broncos jumped into the four and were twelve and six before they played the Tigers and lost that game, they four and against they were plus eighty three. They scored four hundred twenty two points. I can say three hundred thirty nine. They were they were uh, like they were a hundred odd points better than the the Raiders, who were, who were negative twenty five. In that time, Brisbane have con- have gone down to concede four hundred seventy five. The Raiders are still negative twenty five, but Brisbane are only plus twenty one. They've lost sixty points ahead of from ahead of them. And I wasn't worried about forward against a few weeks ago like that. It was like maybe it could happen, but I was like we'd probably beat you know the Knights and probably beat the Dragons and we should be good enough. But that's not going to be enough anymore, you know. And finishing the eight will be a good a good achievement for them from where they've come last year. But I, if they keep playing like they have now the last few weeks, I truly think they're a team that'll lose by 40, whoever they play first week of the finals now. Away from home, they play south of the Roosters with the intent they've been playing their games oh, last week. I think yeah. they'll lose by 40. That sucks, man. I do. I genuinely do feel bad for you because like, all you wanted this year was a finals game home at final. home. That's all I wanted. And that's not that much to ask. But yeah, it's and just had the it wheels right, have well and truly fallen off. They have they they've four hundred seventy five points conceded now is obviously a disgrace. But there's some guys there as well. There's only like, and it's really easy to blame the coaching. And Kevy has got plenty wrong. He's got the bench real wrong the last few weeks after getting it right for most of the season. But there's some guys there that need some personal accountability at this point. Like, Katoni Staggs was awesome for the first like ten weeks of the season. Had turned a corner defensively. Had earned an Origin nod. Was great. Got dropped in Origin. Has been busted since. Been awful since. And I understand that he's not the first guy to go to into Origin, and then come out of it the other side as a, as a broken man who's been dropped or similar and not in good spirits. But mate, you got a fucking job to do. It's it's been five six weeks since Origin. You have a job to do, and it's nothing to do with Kevin or anyone else. But you played like a cat on the weekend, and that's just a fact. Like you know, I don't want to say that about him, but it's he played weak. Justin Olam embarrassed him and you're supposed to be a player who's feared Katoni, not someone people target and they and good teams have now targeted him and they've come up trumps and it's like you're on 750 whatever a year another guy who wasn't happy with all the losing the last couple of years well mate you're in a position to make a difference you know and there's only so many standards other people can hold hold you to it's on someone like yourself to hold yourself to a standard you know that that Justin Mullen beating you like that is beyond embarrassing. And Selwyn Cobbo made some mistakes outside him too. And someone needs to tell him he has shoulders. But Selwyn Cobbo is still a young man learning who has the excuses for those mistakes. And, you know, he probably could have run in front of David Nofaloma and lay down and had a better chance of stopping him than catching him and trying to grab him like he did. 
but Selwyn's still learning. Katoni's mm-hmm. been through all this. He's played a number of years. Yes, they're both origin players, but we've seen what you can be. You know, you're on the big money. You want to play for a winner. Well, make a difference, mate. You're supposed to be a difference maker. Do something mm. about it. And then other guys like Jordan Ricky as well. It's like, I mean, I don't know what could be said about like him, but every time they play a good team, the good team targets him. And I'm not saying they always run at him, but if you rewatch this game, rewatch the last Storm game, watch the Roosters game, it's not even the fact they like target him with spreads to the left. Teams always go left because everyone's right-handed. That's just a fact. Teams always go left more than they go the other way. That's true. But, but they target him in good ball for repeat play of the balls. They go straight at him. They'll go from like 40 meters out. They'll run two or three runners at him, get to the goal line, go right, and then come back to where he was. Harry Grant should send him a Christmas card, a massive present every year, <laughs> because every time he plays Jordan Ricky, he makes Harry Grant look like what we all think he can be. The goddamn superstar. Because all they do is pin him down for two or three tackles, and then Grant takes off. You know, catches him at marker, catches him lazy. Or in this game, you know, he a couple of times you go pinned him down for two or three tackles down Jordan Ricky, went right, took one tackle, then came back and put two under the post. And it's like, mate, you're giant, you're fit, you're athletic. Again, t- people should be afraid of you. You shouldn't be a target, and they've made mm. you a target. And I understand that, you know, again, there's coaching elements coming from all this stuff and what's similar. You have to respect possession more or similar, but defense is attitude. There's nothing Kevy can do once that game starts to help you. And that's on those guys for playing piss week, on, on my, in my opinion, on that edge. And there was terrible attitude at the end of that game. And they clearly didn't turn, turn up ready to win. And I, I was worried from before the game when I saw Kevy revving them up in the sheds. You don't need to rev up to play the Storm. You shouldn't need to rev up. No. You, should, you know what that game means? You should, they should all be shredded, shredded after the game, but they clearly went. They've all kept their jobs. And it just feels like the season's gone wrong. And I feel for the guys like Turpin and Ryan James and Reese Kennedy, I don't blame them so much because they did like they're not picking themselves. We know what those guys are, you know. But guys like Katoni, mate, you should be much better than you are. You want to be one of the best centers in the game, well then prove it, you know. Yeah. But, like we all know what Jake Turpin is. It's not his fault he's getting picked. But yeah, that's it's just true. Been real frustrating. Oh, that's it though, mate. Like Reese Kennedy was poor, but what, what do I expect from Reese Kennedy? Nothing. What do I expect from old Ryan James? Like any good Ryan James game at this point. Is a bonus, and he was good against the Knights because they're weak in the middle. This week, again, the Storm targeted them, and we didn't react until the game was pretty much over. They played Ryan James played twenty one minutes straight at the start, and they didn't make any subs. I mean, what Turpin played the first thirty two minutes is too much. The game was over by the time Billy came on. It's a great theory that your better hooker comes off the bench. Jacob Turpin absorbs the pressure at the start. The practice is bad. It's bad practice, and I don't know why they haven't gone back to what they had working. It's not even the thing of like. As a fan, it's really easy here to say, I'll do X, Y, and Z, it'll fix the team. I don't even care. You know, it annoys me that Turbans now are similar. I don't even care. It's just like, just go back. You had it right. Go back to what you had right. Don't listen to my opinion. You know, I, I would like to see Pia Kura or Hosking or TC mm. Rabadi over Ricky, but ignore me. Go back to what you had right. I don't get why they haven't done that. And it's shown they've been terrible the last four weeks and they look like the team they were at the start of the year, not the team when they were winning. And I don't I have any confidence in them making the finals from here. Like, and that's, I don't know, that's a disgrace that a team who's 12 and six might not make the finals. Yep. It, it's, it sucks for you. I do. I feel bad for you. I mean, hopefully, I mean, <laughs> and the, the, the worst part is though, it's like anyone is, is fucked. Who missed like the even, now, even if the Roosters or Souths lose out, you still have to win a game to get above them as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, could be Ben Hunt, 
Ending your season mate, next week. Destiny's in our own hands, but I don't care about everyone else's. It's true. We have to win ourselves, you know. Yep. And and it's it's really done. Like and Canberra draws fallen okay for them. Like they've got some good games now, but I don't care. Brisbane win, they will they make the finals, but they haven't set themselves up very well after the place they were in, mate. They were in a great spot. The play like they did last week was embarrassing, and whoever misses the finals this year is going to miss with the best record to miss, ever miss. You know, like that's just the uh, so yeah. Someone's gonna be aggrieved, like. You know, it's only it's only been a top eight since 1999, 98, sorry. So, like, obviously, before then, does teams miss the finals with positive records because only five teams made the finals. Yeah, yeah. But the last time a team with a winning record missed the finals is, like, 1999. But that's 20. Really? Jeez. So, yeah, that's 20 teams, though, right? So, that can happen. You know, that's 20 teams. Yeah. And the Raiders were 13 and 10 and missed that year. And they missed by one point. They, they scored 618 points and missed. But that's and, 17 teams, sorry. But yeah. And they're probably there's a world where 14 and 10 doesn't get you in this year, which is crazy. Yeah, that's it. And you know, in 1998, uh what th- I think three teams want were positive records, but again, 20 teams. Mm. So, you know, the Brisbane or the Raiders or similar, someone's probably gonna miss the finals on 14 wins this year, which sucks, but like for a club like the Broncos, out of all those teams, right, it was in their hands more than anyone else's five weeks ago. A lot of you yep. guys had to win a lot of games to get into the spot they're in to put Brisbane in under pressure. Brisbane just had to beat the Tigers. Yeah. You well, know? when you put it like that. Yeah, I mean, and the I Roosters know, have won, what, six in a row? So Yeah, and I know fine. that Tigers team has changed a lot. Like, they were really good against us. They were, and they're really good against the Cowboys. And Hastings got hurt, and they've been terrible since. But still, the fact is, you they win that one game, and they make the finals, pretty much. And last night, again, like the, the Friday night wasn't even about winning. It was like about... Showing some, like, I don't know, putting some pride in the jersey, like to say, but it's like, you know, show the storm at least or sign of intent that, you know, they're not going to come up to Brisbane and walk all over us anymore, but they are. Yeah. And they did. They did. And we got a great meme pass from Xavier Coates lost in history. Who cares yes. now? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Oh, well. Who was awful, by the way. Someone didn't score in a, in a 60 point game. He, only played, he went off after with 30 to go, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah, whatever. The storm smashed. Like they just smashed them all over the park, and that's it. Like they do. Like it's still hard to read into them against other teams yet. So I have this record over Brisbane, but I think they're they're a different team again now. Um, I agree. Um, the next game, the Munster stuff worked. By the way, sorry, I'm just yeah. No, 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 it's all right. Well, no, I'm happy for you because like the next two games don't really have much to talk about. Um, Parramatta pants the Bulldogs. Dylan Brown was awesome. Moses came back. They are better. Shock horror. Um. Yeah, the Bulldogs look to have been yeah. a bit off the boil since Mick Potter's like lost his job essentially. Yeah, which is understandable. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, whatever. Parramatta lock up a final spot though, so good on them. Uh, well, that's the thing; they haven't locked up a final spot either. That's what's ridiculous. Well, like I mean, they like they have they, though, haven't they? No, they can. They oh, can I lose. suppose they could lose both they, their games. Yeah. Who do they play yeah, they in the can, last game? They play the Broncos in the Storm. That's oh the shit! Okay, thing all right, yeah. I was yeah, penciling so, them in. Yeah, they could, they can, they can lose out here. Like that's no one's safe. It's stupid, but I do think the mm. Eels will come up to Brisbane this week now and and get retribution for the, like the teams that have been named. Brisbane haven't even left any options in their twenty-one to make much changes. So I think they'll, they'll come up and win, and that'll yeah. solidify their final spot. But that you know they could you know, mathematically they're, they're not locked in because their four and against is also pretty poor. Their four and against it is plus sixty-four, so it'd be pretty tough for them to loot to miss from there, but. 
Actually, no, they can't miss. No, they can miss. Sorry, I want to say they're, they're Well, they, they can miss play, if they... both Souths, or sorry, if one of Souths or the Roosters wins this week and the other one wins the yeah, game between it. the two they teams. They can miss, and then the Broncos, if the Broncos beat them. And, and the Raiders win both their games. Yes. And Brisbane and win Eels, next week. Yeah, the Eels have to get thumbed at some point, though. They have 40 on Brisbane, but... Uh, Again, we've just seen it can happen. Teams well, that's the thing. Like, they were this. This all. This would all require Canberra winning by like fifty against one of their last two opponents. So yeah, and as we've seen with Canberra, it's like that's never easy. Like it's not like they don't like winning by big margins for some reason. They really they don't. don't and no matter who the, they play, and it couldn't have fallen better for them because the the Seagulls, you know, just had like Ruben Garrick's out, as we know, mm. Jake Turbo's out. Like the the team they're starting is half the New South Wales Cup side at this point. It's and a then really the Tigers bad have team. Like, 14 of their top 30 fit. That's how it's formed for them. So, you know, it's in their hands, but they just didn't put the night, like they didn't put the night's way. So it's hard to expect them to win one of those games by 40, just knowing who they are. Yeah. They want any game by 13 plus this year. I was just looking at that. I'm just pulling it up now. Um, Raiders. um, They have, by the way, you guys and the the Sharks in that two game period, but that's, that's it. That's funny. They beat, yeah, last time I played Manly, they lost by 20 in Mudgee. So mm. there you go. Um, the other game as well. Uh, the Sharks put 40 on Manly at Brookvale. Uh, was going to be the first time under Des Hasler they'd ever been shut out of Brookvale until that late intercept. So that was mildly interesting. But the rest of this uh, was a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I watched it, but like I was at work. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's not a. Um... <laughs> it was really a poor round of footy. Just the context of the games mattered. Like they mattered, so that's why we can talk about them so much. And Brisbane mm. and the South games mattered, but uh, yeah, this game not so much. Didn't matter, but yeah, I've uh, all year I thought Brisbane have beaten the beaten the Sharks and they've outplayed them for periods. And it's last year week, just like God, they dust us by forty in a final as well right now. That's what I yeah. thought watching this game. I was like, whatever. They were on top most of the game. They've got some good footy out of um for Andrew Feeder somehow back end of the season. He's been pretty good like Fanuk went off to 22 minutes off after 22 it doesn't matter against Manly but yeah like Lockie Mill looks pretty good at fullback I don't know why Cape Dyke's got to run in front of him the other week but Lockie Mill looks good at fullback Ikevalu always seems to score tries when he plays like yeah the Sharks beat a really poor Manly team it's the first time they've won there in 14 years though yeah, they never they they've got a really poor record against Manly most of the time, but yeah, wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Nothing was ever. They, I, I I don't care about who does and stuff when it's something like this where yeah, exactly. Manly's team are just so on the beach and the Quinella are fit and firing. So well, yeah, that's why the who do people stop Brisbane fans outside of myself weren't caring five weeks ago at the Storm, thinking they turn up like the team they were. That who do's, I was still caring, but they they never turned up like that. But yeah, the, yeah. this Manly team, as you said, they've. The prior jersey things obviously killed their season, and uh, mm. also they're quite they're quite injured. So, yeah, I don't know. There's some of those like some plays in there been ripping, really ripping in this year. I haven't been ripping in the last few weeks for Manly. Canberra have needed tries in the last minute to beat Newcastle on like both times they played Newcastle. So uh, nothing is nothing is like set in stone with these guys. Like they they Manly yeah. could beat them next week. Who knows? All right, um, the Roosters they played all right. I think it's fair to say that uh, this was embarrassing. Adam Dewey, it was embarrassing, man. I know, mm. I know when you lose by 70, it's hard to point out who was embarrassing, but you know, Dewey's obviously been, been their best player the last two years. But I will say one thing about Luke Brooks, he would not have put in the performance Adam Dewey put in in this game. 
Luke Brooks does try. That has exactly. never been a criticism. Exactly. I thought, I thought that was really embarrassing from some of those guys. Some of those, um, I know the Broncos lost by 60, both embarrassing, but you, you've got to question a lot of the professionalism and the effort for a lot of the players there. Again, you can only yeah. blame some other external things so much, but in a game like this, it was pathetic. And, you know, the stuff from like Tarmow as well, like real loser stuff. And he was embarrassed he, after the game, but it, real loser I, stuff. I've never thought of, I've never, like usually apologies are a load of nonsense, but I did genuinely, he genuinely was remorseful after that. Like he felt terrible. Um, We've all been there, mate. We've all been playing in shit teams, getting pumped and just be pissed off. But yeah, he immediately felt embarrassed by what yeah, he exactly. did, which is unfortunate. But it is what it is. Like he can't not be suspended for it. Exactly. Um, it's just not how the game works, sadly. Um, and we can't so just start. Easier. We can't just start giving guys. I mean, I was I was talking about this with some of the people yesterday. Just, I mean, he is a really good dude. Campo would agree. Like, we both interviewed him. He's a, he's a really nice guy. But you can't. You can't just get off because you're a nice guy. You can't be calling referees fucking incompetent on the field. Can't yeah. do it. And Especially, I, you can't do it oh, in mate, the 79th minute also, of a game where you're losing yeah. 66 to 6. Well, as he did it, he was trying to get sent off. He didn't stop. You know, he was spraying him and he didn't stop. He was trying to get sent off. Hey, like, it was pretty bad. Um, James Tedesco, though, scored one try directly responsible for the other team scoring one as well. So, fraud. I'm going to say it. There you go. Well, this is one of those games that was so easy for the Roosters that Suwali Manu didn't score. And the like, fucking piss takery in the last, like everyone was just lining up to score a try in the last 10 minutes. Um, yeah. I will say, with that Matt Lodge try, has any try ever looked more like a double movement only to not be one once you see the replay? Yes. Like, no, sorry. No, sorry, everyone that watching that game, including the commentary, was like, oh, yeah, double movement. And then we saw it and we're like, he, oh, his arm has done that. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, a shame that it was him that did that, but yeah, seventy-two points is a lot of points. It's the fifth most ever in the NRL, going back to like the good old days. Um, that ninety-one will obviously never be touched, uh, but yeah, just atrocious. It's crazy to think that in the first ten minutes, I was like, the, the Tigers had like four goal line sets where they repelled the Roosters, and I was like, oh, they're, they're defending pretty gamely so far, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they get <laughs> so game exactly. after that. And they get Lindsay Collins and and Takiyaho Their bench back this, week this week is rude. Have you seen? I'm, I'm sure you've I seen have. it, but if people haven't seen it, it's Connor Watson, Egan Butcher, Lindsay Collins, Siwa Takiyaho. Yeah, crazy. It's good. It's um, it's it's a weird season for them. Like we always we said, it, we said at the start of the year too, mate. Like Robinson always gets it right to, for the run home, but you look back and it's like, man, he got it so wrong, <laughs> so wrong. But guys like like Luke Keary has looked a different player since returning at six. Like a lot of a lot of Roosters fans and similar were talking about him being moved on when he was playing halfback. Mm. You know, and it was only round nineteen he came back and played at five eight. But in that little return there, he's looked a different player. He's looked like Luke Keary of the past. He's been exceptional in there and he got his early rest in this game. But I think a lot of other other players aren't really getting spoken about as much how much they've improved in the last few weeks. I think Victor Radley has been sensational in this run. He's looking like the ball player he was for them in the past and that's always been crucial to their structures but I think it does help with the moving of Walker to seven Kiri to six and then you've got Radley back as a third receiver a bit more it seems to work a lot better for them he's been really good in that period and then yeah having Sam Verrill is actually fit and I know I think he's getting somewhat overrated at the, at the point at this moment I'm a fan of Sam Verrill's and think he's one of the best hook, like sorry one of the best six and hookers in the country obviously he should be an NRL hooker I think he's getting overrated now for just because like the difference between Sam Verrills and what the other hookers are is that Verrills is a hooker and then the other ones are not. 
You know, so he looks much better playing for the Roosters than Hutchinson does at six, at nine, because Hutchinson's not a nine. So I think people are getting a bit far on how much they rate Verrills, but he's been really good the last few weeks. And um, yeah, they just look like a fantastic, they look fantastic. And I know this game is hard to read into 72 point wins, but the form they've been in the last few weeks, they've gone from a team that looked like they might miss finals six or seven weeks ago to, you know, it's hard to say they're not the second best competition team in the comp on form. Yeah, which is annoying. Although I will say that, like, mm-hmm. Cowboys aside, and even then it was a Cowboys team that was grieving from the loss of Paul Green from a couple of days prior, they, they've they won this winning streak. They haven't played anyone good. Like, hey, the best the Broncos, team they've played is... Uh, the best team... I was about to say, the best team they've played is the Broncos, who, you know... Were terrible in that game. Were really bad. I mean, who have they beaten? They beat the Dragons. They beat the Knights. They beat the Manly in the Pride game. And they should... Like, if Manly are full strength, they probably would have won that game with how the Roosters played. And then... Mm. They beat a just like a you know, Broncos played really poorly, and then the Tigers are the Tigers. So like, yeah, I think they're no, in really good form too. I I think they're one of the best teams in the competition, and I think that with the way they and Souths have both played this year, I think that this is probably the uh, this is probably the year where there's been a better chance of a team from outside the top four to win the comp than ever before, which has never happened in the NRL era. I mm-hmm. think either of those teams could give it a real shake. Um, once we see how the final system shapes up and who they're playing and all that stuff. As long as South don't have to go to Melbourne, they might be okay. But um yeah, they're they're playing really well. They've got all their players back. It's very annoying. Uh, it's so annoying. After like six weeks ago I was like laughing about the fact that they were possibly going to miss the finals. Now it's like, yeah, they might win the comp. Pricks. Yeah, and the funny thing is again, even for them, they might miss the finals purely because now they're playing the storm and they're playing you guys. I want can I count it as a 22nd premiership if we open their new stadium by knocking them out of the top eight? That'd be something. I, I still I'll have think, to go. Could you imagine, so like, if the Raiders, oh have, and I, the world, the world where Raiders have to win by like 10 to make the finals is going to be chaos if that happens. Well, it's, there's no world where the Raiders can catch Souths or Mel, or Souths or the Roosters on four and against. So it wouldn't matter in that regard. It's only going to matter for your team. Yeah. I know. I mean, well, for um, the for the Roosters to miss the finals, the Raiders have to catch them, which is like, <laughs> no, they don't. They're no, they don't. They're only a win. They're only they, oh, wait, the no, Raiders. Sorry, so they're only win behind. Win, sorry, they're yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So if either it. if either South or right, Roosters, sorry. if either South, if both South and the Roosters lose this week, and Canberra win, which is like not an entirely unlikely scenario, then suddenly that game, the following week is even bigger because it takes on a whole. When did you play in the final week? What day of the week? Oh, I think we play Thursday or Friday. Thursday, both. You, well, we're the Friday. No, no, we don't actually. Game. We play Saturday because we're playing. That's um... the worst part because both Canberra and Brisbane play after us. So, like, if there, if that is a world where the loser could miss the finals, it's going to be so stressful. If you were just playing on Thursday night and just lost both your games, we could relax. But no, um, yeah. well, I don't even think I... it's a guaranteed win against the Dragons for Brisbane at the moment. If they, mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully that game, Pat Carrigan will be back. The God, they've missed him. Yeah, I think it's more. But like, also you've got so many former dragons in that. Dra- sorry, so many former Broncos in that dragons team who'll want to prove a point and knock you guys out too. So they're not going to Correct. take it lightly. Uh, the Tigers look a bit better again. Yeah, the fuck them. No, no, Tigers, no. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, they've had some injuries now as well. That their team in the next couple of weeks. Like mm. this week, they've named New Brown at hook at night thirteen. Sorry, and honestly, I think they probably should have tried that earlier, okay. just because like. For New Brown's future, they're looking for the they're looking for the future now, right? Mm. And they've got Appy coming next year. He's the nine. But New Brown's been yep. pretty handy for them, and they want a ball player third ball playing thirteen without um 
Hastings there. They should have just tried him at 13 already. He's, you know, he's pretty decent size. Nothing to lose in that regard. So maybe they'll see for the next couple of weeks, but they should have tried that earlier for mine. It's um, it's a very bad bench. It's, oh, their team, ugh, and they're not great. Um, I think that Jock Madden's worse than Luke Brooks. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, yeah, not, not good. <laughs> no, I mean, these, I wanted these it to be, I wanted him to be good. It's such a good name. I really wanted him to succeed, it is. but. Doesn't look it like is. And, he, and again, like when he was good against Brisbane, and I know people think it's just the Tigers, but the Tigers like pounded Brisbane in like, the middle of the game. Same when they lost to the Cowboys. That it's kind of easy to be a halfback on top. That's just a fact. Mm. When your team's killing it, every halfback looks good. Anytime they're not well on top, he's looked terrible. Yeah, and, and I know um, this game cut much from it, but mate, Adam Dewey is one of those guys. You have barely played all year. I'm, I was in shock with how poor he was in this game. The Roosters targeted him, and he like he's a big body, mate. He's a big dude who can usually defend. He played so weak. Yeah, and it, you remember how Kelma Tulangi had that little resurgence in those couple yeah, of weeks against the Cowboys, Broncos, mm-hmm. and Knights, where he actually looked good. Last two weeks, thirty-two meters, fifty meters. Yeah, not back great. to. I mean, he's going. They don't. I don't know why they're still playing him. His attitude stinks, and he's leaving. So. I guess yeah. they don't have anyone else. That's it. The funny thing as well with the Roosters, by the way, another thing people have been banging on about, it's their, like their Jordan Ricky, Tupanua, the addition by subtraction. Like, mm. Napu just scored four tries purely by just not dropping the ball. It is <laughs> you know, annoying that, that do somehow that? Probably made not. them better. Yeah, it has. It doesn't know, seem they, fair. It doesn't. And then all of a sudden, they look like, like when we looked at this team on paper and pre-season, you're like, geez, how is this team not going to be, you know, one of the well, best teams in the comp? Bulk injuries was the answer. Yes, and, now and also all getting fit, playing so. them out of position, <laughs> mm. but all getting fit. They look fantastic again. And ugh. can we just like can we both just win this week so we can fucking relax? Like, yeah, those poor Storm and Roosters fans. There was like five weeks there where they both weren't mm. two of the best teams in the comp. I really feel sorry for them. Well, at least one of them has to lose this week. Yes. Oh, it's, I hate this period of the year. Like, I just can't believe, like, I honestly can't believe Brisbane are in this spot, but also any team with 13 wins in round 23 is in a spot of thinking we need things to go in our, our favor to win. It's to make the bullshit. Finals. Yeah, I think that's something that like killed it. me the most on Fridays. I knew they were going to lose. I always thought they were going to lose to them. But the fact that for and against thing, that ruined a home final. And that was it. And I was like, well, yeah. if they make the finals how they're playing right now, I really don't want to go watch them lose by 40 to South or the Rabbitohs. So something has to change. South or sorry, Roosters. Mm. The attitude has to change really fast for them to yeah. sort the season out. It's true. Uh, the Dragons-Titans <laughs> game. Look, I know Justin Holbrook is a good coach, but um, mm-hmm. miss me with that shit. Holy fuck. They're awful. I mean, they when the send-off happened, it was a six-point game. And uh, they lost yeah. by and they lost by there was it was a 14 nil run to the other team when they were 13 against 12. Yeah, pull one out for our good friend Jez. It was going to lose on the next game anyway, but he put on a, a margins multi and he was sharing it in our Discord. And in this game, he needed the Dragons to win by one to 12. And he was worried that when the Titans got the send off, that the that, Titans were going to blow it out. Win. Yeah. And I, my comment was immediately no, the Dragons are going to smash them there. Like that is the most can... Titans thing ever to the moment the game's kind of handed to them to get blown out. Now, I. Like, can you explain why you would play Sam McIntyre at hooker and then also put Jad Wallace there at times? And when you could play Tanner Boyd at hooker and, like, where's Toby Sexton? Is he hurt? Mate, why is he not No, playing? he's playing reserve grade. I don't great. Care. That's, well, like, why aren't they doing that? 
I don't know, but it's like so Sam McIntyre's been weirdly like decent at hooker, right? Like his passing's weirdly good. I was shocked by that. But it's also like obviously he's not in the shape to play NRL hooker for the full 80 minutes, you know. Mm. And I know he's not Aaron a bad Clark. player, but like No, he's not. Mate, yeah. Hook hook is hard. He's, even one of those things like honestly, being being tall like Sam McIntyre is, he's he's you know, he's 190 centimeters. Even just bending down that many times is tiring. It sounds stupid, yeah. but it's true. Mm. Bend in every tackle and then make all the tackles. It's tiring. So you can't do the whole thing, which is like, okay, fair enough. Then when they saw, I saw Paul Turner on the bench, I understand. I do understand that Philip Samuel only lasted a minute in the game. I get that. But they still have other things they could have done. But Paul Turner was on the bench. I thought maybe, okay, they'll do Turner into this halves or even Turner to hooker and then move Turner boy. But as you said, like, why not just have sex on the bench and do that? Or do something else then put Jared Wallace at hooker. Not great. Yeah. Um, Not great. Uh, and uh, like, it was like they were down, what, six points and they'd taken off Sam McIntyre. He played the first 55 straight. It was like, so when they could have won the game, they had a proper hooker. I did enjoy Dave Fafita running through Aaron Woods for that try. He played quite well for Fafita did. And I knew that was coming mm. because there was a bit of chat. I don't know if you saw that, that the Titans are offering him like 750 to renew. And I laughed at that offer. It's like, you're not getting him for 750. This is not what he does. They're like, we want to get it secured by November. And it's like, no, they, the Brisbane try to do similar. It's not going to happen. You're going to be bled out and you're going to, he's going to make you pay or he'll leave. And that'll be next year. But immediately after 750, he went out there and did that, you know, obviously danced on woods and scored that, uh, that good try. But he looked likely every time he touched the ball again. Mm. So that made me laugh that he was trying again. But, uh, and like, I know there's been bad things in the past, but has, has no team, I think, has had like one guy be so head and shoulders above every single other person on their team than Tino has on that team this year. Yeah, like it's just playing an. And I know for some inexplicable reason, people were hyping up Bo for more for Origin at one point, but like Tino is just so much. The yeah, just, oh, not only the application, but the so effort cool. as well. Like everything this dude does, he's just so much better than everyone else on his team. It's so frustrating. I kind of, I mean, and he seems like a good dude too. So he'd never slag them off but like must be so frustrating for him to be playing at the level he's played at this year and for his team to just be so shit yeah just it's like that try i'm so sorry i'm so happy to see him score that try when he did get around cody Ramsey. yeah how dare cody Ramsey keep trying i don't like (laughs) when guys do this stop trying just let the cool thing happen that's it. And Ramsey was good again at fullback here. He's had a great rise this year as their fullback. Tao Moga winding the clock back. Three tries and dropped a fourth. Um, but yeah, Ben Hunt was cracking. But I, I thought one of the more important players and better players for the for um, the Dragons was Jaden Sullivan. Bud Sullivan coming on off the bench and playing hooker and played the game out. Played 68 minutes there. He was really good for them. And uh, it makes you wonder why, you know, he wasn't given a bit of a crack earlier in the season as that bench hooker. Because McCulloch, like they don't want McCulloch anymore either, and he's just dust at this point. But yeah, they're a weird football team that Dragon side. You're starting to see the signs from Amone and Ramsey and Sullivan from some of the young players, but it's also surrounded by guys who are like just are no longer first grade footballers. Yep. <laughs> you know, like Moses and Bias trying his heart out out there, but yeah, he ain't a first grade footballer anymore. Unfortunate. Yeah. All right. Uh, um. By the way, oh, yeah, Jaden yeah. Sewer has had a good year and nobody yeah, cares. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's weird. quite funny. He was okay like, for South last year too. He was. He's like a post-hype sleeper, mate. He's hit that point. People hyped him a few years ago and now nobody cares mm. that he's good. He's had a good year for them. 
Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think it's a win-win because like we didn't really need him anymore and got a nice contract at the Dragons and he's playing well. So good on him. Would he make South's team right now? Silva. Hmm. Because they're playing Arrow, Arrow on the other Arrow edge. back in the middle. Yeah, but there's so many good middles though. I guess maybe yeah, you no. take I guess Havili drops out and No nah, look Sele. Maybe. Like, for, like who dropped out for um the return of Burgess? Was it Fafita dropped out this week? Yes, so Luca Fafita dropped out. So mm. So it'd be Sele probably. It could be Havili or Sele, it'd be one of those two. Wouldn't be Mark Nichols or Totola. So yeah. But yeah, any anyway, point is um just a win win for both parties. So it's nice when that happens. Yeah. And final game, uh, Newcastle, you pricks, you dogs. You had one job. You had one job. Yeah, it's hard to be confident at half time because it was the Knights. But Milford kicking one from five, not great, or from the sideline. But um, the first half, mate, like the Raiders just wilted the entire half. Like they honestly, people talk about very often that teams turn up expecting to win. That was one of the greatest examples I've ever seen. Like, they showed the right Knights zero respect. A couple of the tries the Knights scored were backline movements that only happened because Raiders players jammed in for literally no reason. But it was mm. like, like a couple of times, like Hudson Young shot, a good player, right? Been great for them this year. Shot in for no reason. It was like, you don't respect the Knights. You're just trying to put a hit on. It didn't work. And then all of a sudden they were down at halftime or they're down 22-8. But then it was four, 22 all within 14 minutes of the second half. And then the Raiders, as they do, made it really difficult. White and scored with eight or eight or so minutes to go, and then it took Edric Lee almost scoring at the end there. But they only it took it to the last minute, as you said, to seal this game for them, and that's just embarrassing from the Raiders. But it said, but this game said volumes about both of these clubs and the seasons they're having. That even the, when Newey are up by twenty two to eight, yeah, they did not turn up in that second half. I mean, they that last set Newcastle had half. attacking wise was atrocious. After Jack White and kicked that ball out in the full, at no point did they even entertain the thought of maybe kicking a field goal. Like, it was awful. Didn't it end with Adam Clune getting tackled on the last, like five meters out on the edge, like dummy yeah. and one himself? Like, what are you doing? How? Oh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so this is one of those weird games. It has one of the weirdest stats that you'll ever see because the Knights had seven line breaks to three, but were outgained by 400 plus meters. That's wild. Well, actually, is, Souths yeah. probably Souths would have been similar on Thursday, right? Like they had way more line breaks than Penrith, but they got belted through the middle. Yeah, but I mean, but, but you know, in general, that kind of balances out from the meters mm. made by the outside backs. Even though they got belted yeah. in the middle. Like, if I looked at just forwards, it'd be different. But like Penrith outgained you by three hundred meters, I did, and you did out line break them by four. So similar stuff. Yeah, but like it was just like this first half. Obviously, the the Knights cut them up the whole first half. Dan Gagai stepping Chris out of his boots a few times. What the hell's going on there? Uh, but yeah, that, that second half just beyond embarrassing. And it, in, in as well, going into halftime, it was six line breaks to two, but they were, they made 850 meters to 687 meters. So the second half, the Raiders made, what, 1,120 meters in the second half. I felt bad for that guy in debut, Oren Keeley, who came on and uh Got like ran straight through for the match losing try and then dropped the ball like on yeah. his first carry. Uh, what ball an idiot ball. Josh Papali is, by the way, for that shoulder charge in that situation. What a strange game from Josh Papali, too. Like mm. he stood up when they needed him to. And that I thought like that was a fantastic effort play from Papali and Tarpanay. That that try that that for Whiten is, you know, Papali breaking the line and then Tarpanay supporting him. Like that's ridiculous effort for two big fellas. 
But outside of that, Papali was really bad. Like he was really bad in the first half when he dropped the ball twice in the first half and he said he gave away that key penalty at the end. It's like, okay, so you did the thing that won on the game, but also you kind of tried to lose in the game a couple of times, Josh. What the hell? Mm. Did, um, team, yeah. Did that, did Josh Hodgson's nephew that they signed, did he get injured like before the season started or something? Bailey Hodgson. Yeah. For the Knights. Yeah, he got yeah. hurt. Okay, cool. It's weird they're looking to sign Ruben Garrick. Um, mm. He's Which been pretty good at fullback this year. He has in, in periods, but like I, I'm, yeah. I'm one of the people. I'm in favor of the pong at a six movement, just because like he get he gets hit and targeted so much at one there, and at this at some point it's so hard to find a good half when you haven't got any. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd just give it a crack if I was in, but I think I'd probably want a better one than Garrick for making that that move. So, but they look like they're doing that. Put Dom yeah, Young back there. Well, the weird thing for the Knights is like in a team that. Is losing. How are Edric Lee and Dom Young like two of their best players? It, it is strange. Happened. That's true. Well, it happened in 2006 when South came last yeah. and Nathan Merritt was the NRL's top try scorer. But yeah. other than that. But that's also one yeah. winger, right? It's very rare. Like, yeah. Edric has 13 tries in 14 games. Uh, Dom Young has 11 in 18 games. But also, they're a team that never looks like scoring and almost all their finishes are pretty decent because they don't look like scoring. Or well, even the try that Edric almost scored at the end when Rapana pushed him out. There yeah. was like no space when Edric got the ball. Our other winger was mostly Shannon Hegarty that year, so I take yeah. your point. Ugh. Yeah, mm. like it's just weird that they're that bad, but those two guys are playing well. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. Milford's best half in forever. Then was nowhere in the second half. I think yeah. we I think we then dropped Shannon Hegarty for like forty year old Paul Mellor. Yeah, and- who actually then played in our first ever finals game in my lifetime mm-hmm. in two thousand seven and scored and- the only try for South. And Ricky, um, Ricky and Kevy are the different sides of the same coin in terms of like their vibes guys from their home club and similar. And Ricky's the angry version of Kevy. Yeah. But they both did the same thing in this. It's like, so the things that have worked for the Raiders the last few weeks, it's been Wolford starting, Starling off the bench. It's worked really well for them. It's been their best hooker mix since they've had Hodgson there, obviously. They figured it out. It was great. So this game, they need a win. He changes it. Starts great. Went awful. But yeah, it's just the same thing. Like when it's like, okay, Ricky, you've got it right. Why don't you stick with what was working? But instead, same thing what the Broncos have done now. It's like instead of going back to what was working, you've just changed something for the sake of changing it. Okay. Weird. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. But yeah, I thought so like, Corey Horsburgh was awesome off the bench. Too. This game was a bit strange in the sense of, there was like 10 penalties that weren't penalties. <laughs> Like all of them, but I like to kick out in the full. Like all of them weren't penalties. Like the Tarpanay got had a head clash, and then they called it a penalty for a crusher tackle and on report for crusher, but it was like a head clash. Yeah, that was that was one of the stranger penalties I've seen this year. Um, Strange game, just bad refereeing all around in this game. But who gives a shit? But who? Oh, exactly. It didn't change the result of the game. That's for sure. Like no, I don't care. But yeah, just it's, it's interesting game. And Seb Chris is like. Different side of different player both sides of the ball too. Hey, look, they took Gago down twice. Mm. Gago was going through any time he touched the ball out wide. Yeah. Um, good news for Newcastle though is their women's team is going to win the comp, so that's nice. Yeah. Well, we did say that last week that I thought we that did. they were put, like they were the best team, and I don't know. People still didn't pay enough attention to well to the women's game to understand that. Like when you watch yeah. the game on the weekend when they beat the Broncos, you kept hearing Stud and commentary and the other guy, I forget his name, saying like. You know the Broncos way or this Broncos team or that. It's like you guys know that like the five best Broncos players of last year aren't there anymore, right? 
it's not this Broncos team. Yeah, uh, it's weird because, I mean, not weird. Sorry, the opposite of weird. Uh, expected. Um, the three games this weekend went exactly how we thought they'd go, right? Like three comfortable wins yeah. for the three teams that we thought were better. So, Yeah, that's it. And um, I, I do think those t- three teams are the clear three best in the comp. The I, Knights I, I having Hannah Southlet do ACL is, is, a, is real tough for them, but that is they have true. such a strong middle. And then Jesse Southwell made her debut and looked fantastic at seven mm. there. Like they look like that they'll be a real challenge. But the thing that's really improved in the women's game the last few years, and we've said it last year in similar, is that they've got so much better at moving the ball around. Like there's so much better shape. There's so much more try scored in the edge. And you've had girls like Isabel Kelly, her first couple of years in, NRL, in the NRLW, wasn't a try scorer simply because it was, they, you know, let's be honest, teams struggle to get her good ball in attacking positions. They struggle to get the ball out of the middle of the field. And now she's gone to, you know, pretty much being a try game the last two years because, yeah, she gets good ball and she ruins someone else. <laughs> the poor yeah. girls have to mark her. Um, I love, by the way, you, you don't often see people go from playing fullback one year to back row the next, but Romy yeah, Tietzel is doing that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they look they look sharp. They do. But yeah, Isabel Kelly had two tries in the first three seasons of the NRLW. That's crazy because like, she's so in the last two years. She is. But yeah, they look, the Roosters look slick. They look like last year they won the comp. But they weren't really the best team all year. They won the comp with that form at the end. But this year, they, they look like the te- you know the premiership contenders, obviously. They look great. Destiny Brill was a great signing for them. Yeah, I thought they were really good. Uh, the Dragons, they, they were probably the best team all of last season and got unlucky. Yeah. Again, they look really good. I know they've lost um, Jamie Chapman, but Tom Tonegato was, was good in this game and still got a pretty good forward pack. And yeah, the Knights have assembled a really good roster and had their first NLW win in a dominant game. And like that middle was, is fantastic, as we, as we said. Um, and Jesse Southwell had a really good debut. She's got the unfortunate Andrew Johns. Uh, she's been dubbed, you know, the, you know, the next best player in the competition, which hasn't worked out very often that the Andrew Johns mock, but hopefully it does for her. She was really good. And um, I think that's pretty much the top three teams in the comp and the other guys will compete for that fourth spot in the finals. Probably Brisbane's, but you know they could lose to this Eels or the Titans side. I think. Yep, I think so too. Um, yeah, it, it was good, just good to have it back. Um, I saw people criticizing, and rightfully so, criticizing Fox for shunting the women's game to the secondary channel and putting Maddie Johns on the main channel. Who, uh, yeah, I was confused why many people had Foxtel boxes. That's what that was me. my main takeaway. Like, obviously, yes, it should be on there, but it's like, oh, I didn't realize how many people still watch this through. Actual yes. televisions. Yeah, it was weird, but I, I will say, yeah, exactly. I agree with that. I will say one thing as well with the coverage. Obviously, Stud and, and Tasha Gale and similar. It's like when they commentate these games, they have zero experience. And they and put any of us in that spot, we're going to struggle. We're going to be nervous. We're going to struggle. So I get that. But one thing I really do like about when, when the women's game is on is that generally the commentary is about the game at the moment. And that's it. Mm-hmm. It's about the game. It's positive. That's it. And that's what commentary is, you know, it doesn't always be positive, but the commentary usually is supposed to be about the sport in front of you, the game that's happening now. And a lot of the NRL commentary has, has turned into, as we know, people's opinions or agendas, and it's made it a bit worse. This game is none of that. They don't, they don't sit there bitching about rules or interpretations when they, when this game's on any of that kind of stuff, they just call the game. And what a, what a shock it has a positive impact on the viewing experience. As I said, even though girls like Ta- Studden and, and Tasha Gale are still learning their craft, at least the, 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 the whole thing is a far more positive experience for the fan, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It, it's immensely frustrating. And obviously, you know, 
the place I work is not innocent of that referee stuff either. But yeah, I mean, you don't always be positive. You can call a spade a spade. Of course, but it's like, like, you know, sometimes people just want to hear about the games. And I think it does. Well, that was the thing, right? With the whole timeout thing. Like that to me was that and the Curran thing in the Cowboys uh, Warriors game where he said, it's always against fucking us, rah, 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 when it was 40 to four or something when that incident occurred. So you had two examples of players blasting a referee in games where their teams were down by 40 and 60. And on both occasions, you had a lot of fans, but yeah, good on him. These fucking referees. It's like, well, I mean, what's, what's the threshold for blaming a ref? Like surely you don't think that a referee's decisions are responsible for a 40 point swing or a 60 point swing. I mean, remember that people bitch out the ref after the, we won the comp. It was like, we won 30 to six in a game where we had like, 400 line breaks to zero. Like calm I, I could understand a Tigers fan being happy if it was the same rest from the captain's challenge, but it wasn't. That is fair. That's actually true. Yeah, but yeah, I think that, that's bizarre. But also, even if you saw Wyoming Greg got sent off in New Wales Cup this week and Spud Carroll was doing the call and Spud lost his mind about Greg well, getting sent off for a clear send-off. And it's like it was so bad. Even it was at, awful. Even at that level, we have the the the, the former player for to, for the men's game is generally a far more bitter former player, essentially, probably the point I'm getting to. Yeah, they go in there and they're bitter and they compare it to their, to their day where it's like, can you call the game that's happening now? We get your day happened, we respect it. The sport was played as it was then. Can we call the game as how it's played now? Yep, not much you know, to ask. And there's always have to be positive, right? Like, like I said it last week, I said again this week. My favorite part of rugby league media every week, every week, and he deserves a lot of credit, but I think Corey Parker is the best thing on rugby league TV right now. Post game on Fridays and Sundays, Saturdays. And Corey wasn't a great commentator and he wasn't great in the pre-match analysis, but he has been fantastic in the post-match rap. He says a lot of negative things too, but you don't have to, like negative isn't always bad, right? He doesn't say, and he's not attacking any club or similar, but he'll sit there after press conference. He was honest opinion about coaches, where clubs are, you know, he was embarrassed by Brisbane and their intent, all that kind of stuff, you know, same thing with the Tigers, but it's refreshing hearing someone talk about the actual footy, the things in front of them, and about using like his experience for a positive spin on giving insight to the fans. You know, he gave insight. If I was in my shoe, those shoes, I would do X. I would, I would have done Y. Not back in my day, we did X. You know? Hmm. And I think he's great. So there is good coverage there. There is, but it's so few and far between on those weekend games at the moment. But women's games, not too bad. He's actually, but also Corey was bad on the women's post game. <laughs> when he made his weird pregnancy comments last season. Yeah, yeah, uh, that that were that was such a bad hit as well. By the way, it was. I mean, it was a clear send off, and even if it wasn't back in your day, Spud, like that's that. There's a reason why it is now. Um, sir, anything else you want? Oh, Andrew Fafita's leaving the Sharks. We think he might be retiring, but apparently the Tigers have offered him a lifeline. I don't know. It's yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's a weird one. It's a lot of form. Tigers, one of those clubs, former players, are throwing their hand up for. But Fafita's been like quite good the last few weeks, but it's probably the right decision by the Sharks to not think he can do this again. You know, he's 33 now. He's been pretty busted for the last two years, so I don't know. You know, It's uh, probably a tough day for a Sharks fan considering he's, you know, a massive part of their success the last decade and he's the grand final hero essentially. So at least you get a send-off though, if you know now. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, there's not much other news, is there? So 
the thing says here. I um I had to call the post office and make a complaint today. Oh yeah, well I called of course I have complaints. I'm sick I'm sick of it. Like it's ridiculous. They text you, wake up, text messages, this package is coming between nine thirty and eleven thirty. Oh, sorry, eleven thirty and one thirty. I'm like, sweet. Went to the gym first thing when I got up, so that I would be home between eleven thirty and one thirty. It's home the whole time. Sitting around doing nothing. It's my day off. They get a text at like two thirty, your package is at the post office. Pretty yeah. I know, and even if you put it into leave a safe place, anything still, they just sometimes just take it back. Like I've yeah. good po- where I am now, I've good posties, but they lost my medication script last week. First thing that hasn't turned up, express medication script. I do have a funny story though. Actually, I may as well tell it right yeah. at the end of the podcast. Not as long as usual. On Saturday night, a good friend friend of the show, Frankie, came over to watch the footy oh, and hang yeah, out. Brought, yeah, and he um came with his baby Connor and he, and his wife Megan and my me and my partner Anna were here my, and um. Didn't bring any food for his baby. Rookie move on his part, but he didn't bring any food for the baby. So we nearly, you know, go and get some food for the one and a half year old. And um, going through the options around here, decided we're going to walk down down the street to a Garlo, which is like the next light rail stop down the street to get some hot chips for him, for Connor. And it was going to be just me and Frankie. And we're going to walk down there, get the chips and come back. But walking out the door, Connor, you know, he's one and a half, was like, he was coming, you know, and he's one, he's coming. And Frankie had to carry him the whole way, but he comes. So we go go get uh, chips at Ogalo. I'm drinking a um a strong zero, a uh, it's on the way down. Doesn't look like a beer can or anything. So I was what flavor drinking that? Just the regular. Okay. Well, the ten pack was forty bucks at my local BWS that day. They've got the full strength ones at my AGA again, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah. They well, they but they cost so much more with the import fee. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, so we get we get hot chips down there we walk down and decide to get it's one stop light rail like it's like you know 500 meters if that one get the light rail back just to be lazy and also because connor was pointing at them and saying choo choo so we go stand on a light rail station whatever having a chin wag and then you know on out of the corner of my eye i see the cops like pull over middle of anzac parade and traffic two cops pull over jump out of the car and come across the road like directly at me and i'm like are they coming at me like it's like, is, are they really going to come at me because I'm holding like a, 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 a like an open carry, you know, holding a drink, an open drink? And anyway, they they are coming at me. So they 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 come across the road and they say, you know, it's like, where where have you been tonight? They say to me, and I thought, oh, fuck, here we go. They're going to ask me what am I if what I'm doing with my drink or similar. And he goes, have you been at the Donca- Doncaster, which is a pub down the road? And I said, I said no. I said anyway. So I said no. I swear, I was just at home with the baby. You know, point back towards my house. And the cops like, but why are you here? And I said, well, you know, we just came here to get hot chips for the baby, you know, and we live just up the road. And he asked Frankie, so Frankie, can you, well, she says, you, can you corroborate this story? And Frankie's like, yeah, I actually have photos of us on the couch together. And then the cops like, well, good, because you match a description of a suspect, you know, like exactly, you know, a suspect just at the Doncaster. But anyway, it doesn't sound like much, but I reckon like I was getting arrested, hey. Like without the baby, yeah. Like, like cops jump out the road, charge across the street. I match the description of a suspect who did something just down the road. I was done. Saved by a baby. Maybe babies aren't that bad. Maybe. And that's not so crazy. And once the moment I, you know, pointed the baby, and there was two of us. I think they also thought we were a gay couple, and they couldn't arrest a minority then either. So that was all right. Mm. But yeah, I thought they jumped out to attack me because of my my drink. Turns out they came to get me because my doppelganger is committing crimes in the area. I would have thrown the book at you. Yeah, that's it, man. But it's never, <laughs> it's never good. It's never good when you see cops charging at you. 
no matter what you've no, done. No, definitely not. And yeah, oh, thank God the baby's there. Because like, if if I just said if he, if the baby wasn't there and asked me what am I doing here, and I said I'm buying hot chips for my friend's baby. It's like, well, where's the baby? He's like, oh, he's back. Is it my house? You know, he's not here. It's like that wouldn't work either. So it got lucky. And uh, and um, you know, nothing would have happened. I reckon I probably would have been questioned or something. But they were uh, they had their gloves on and everything, mate. When they ran across the road, I don't know what the guy had. Maybe I was getting drug searched. Who knows? But yeah, that was my weird Saturday night. Yeah, uh, I yeah, kids useful for the first time ever. Yeah, first time ever. Well, that's now maybe only only purpose in the future. Mate. If I only get drunk and walk around the streets, you carry a baby. That's true. No one's going to arrest you for holding a baby. You just need to master the art of holding your baby in one hand and punching people with the other. Yeah, exactly. Problem solved. Um, yeah, I that's, think that's, so. That's my useless story. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. And a quick shout out to people in the top two tiers on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash rookies if you want to support us. Uh, they are Bronco from Birth, Chris Avnell, Dave, Luke Hilton, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Butsy, Cam Berswick, Dan Carno, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Ed Burton, Frankie, Jace Felix, Farnworth, James K. Jason, Joel Wrigley, Joey, Gooch, Josh Brandon, Kicks Outs Out of the Comp, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Mr. Beefy, Morgan Watkins, My Arms They Go, Flip Flop, Flip Flop, Flip, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilled Score, Seymour Butts, Shunter, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Stoned Gossard, Swarzy, Ty, TV, The Black Vegetable, The Not So Mature Student, The Titans Are Cunts and I Hate Them, uh, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Uh, Jez changed his name to that Titans one, but Jez, you would have lost any. Oh, I guess he could have hedged. He could have best. He could hedge have hedged a lot better. Yeah, he could have taken the Knights plus twelve point five, right? Yeah, yeah, and he could have um come out but victory made like two grand. Yeah, so yes, fuck the Titans, as always. All right, I'll uh, see you later in the week. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell, and it's goodbye from me. <laughs>